A failed marriage doesn't make you a failure. Hello, my wonderful friends. My name is Joseph Helen. I'm here with my second episode of this podcast, and I'm talking about failed marriages. A failed marriage doesn't make you a failure. You know, many times people think that if something doesn't go their way, if something doesn't go the way they expected, then they have failed in life. And it's as if there's an indictment against them forever, and this should never ever be the case. The reason marriages fail is, number one, culture. Sometimes you come from different cultures that define love differently and that receive love differently. Remember, unrequited love is the type that has not been answered back. So a person gives you love, but you don't love them in return. Why does that happen? They probably didn't understand your love language. They didn't know that what you're doing is actually called love. Sometimes they might even get offended by it. So this is a cultural issue. It's a mindset issue. It really is dependent on how somebody's been raised. So if they were raised, for example, in certain communities, if you love somebody, you give them food. And if one has been raised that to them, love is feed me. And then you sit down and you want to watch a movie with them and you want to take a walk in the park or you want to gaze at the stars. They look at you and think, you're weird. You should be feeding me instead of causing me to look up at the expanse. All those stars out there won't feed me. You see, of course, that's a simplistic example, but it proves a point. So a marriage might fail because of cultural differences or mindset differences. Another reason a marriage could fail is because of intelligence. A person is not as intelligent as they should when dealing with their spouse. You see, when there's conversation going on, usually levels of intelligence will determine whether that conversation is going to be vibrant and it's going to be satisfying and fulfilling. So if one talks and the other doesn't just have a clue of what's going on, that marriage might fail. That's the reason why some people wonder why their spouses just never get into spirited and beautiful conversations with them because they just don't understand each other. Their intelligence levels are different. And these things happen because Usually people get married out of emotion. They don't think before they get married. They don't do their due diligence before they get married. They don't take time to get to understand this person that they want to marry. For that reason, as a result of feeling attracted to somebody, the, the crush, the infatuation, the physical attraction makes them make important decisions. And then later they realize that the person they're married to is not as intelligent as they would want them to be. Or maybe they are too intelligent. Their level of intelligence is much higher. So there's no argument. You see, I told you that I'm a Christian and I like to use biblical examples. The Bible says, can two walk hand in hand unless they be agreed? So you see, you have to be in agreement intellectually. You have to be in agreement culturally. You have to be in agreement insofar as your mindsets are concerned. Insofar as your sentiments are concerned. Your mental disposition, your way of looking at things, you have to be in agreement in your mental disposition, in your sentimentalism. You have to be in agreement. And if you don't take time 
to study the person you want to marry, then later you can be faced with some of these challenges and you end up divorcing or going separate ways. So I'm here to tell you that the fact that your marriage failed doesn't make you a failure. But you can look back and you can see, well, did I study this person well enough? Did we have some areas of congruence? Or were we incongruent in so many areas? Were we raised in a way that enables our love language to be understood by both parties? You see, you could mean well, but the other person doesn't really just get it. For that reason, a marriage can fail. You're not a failure. There are areas of disparity. There are areas where you're just not getting each other. The frequencies are not working well. Are you getting me? For that reason, the marriage might just crumble and fail. In some cases, of course, there are marriages that have failed because of infidelity. And a lot of marriages fail as a result. The fact that somebody cheated on you does not mean you're a bad person. It does not make you a failure. It makes them a failure in the moral sense. But even then, what if they recommend later in life? What if they decide to change their ways? You see, so it's not an indictment, I will add. I will actually emphasize because I've said that already. It's not an indictment against you when your marriage doesn't work. It's not an indictment or a judgment against your success in the future just because the person you loved no longer loves you. You can still rise up. You can still choose to be a successful person in life. You can even choose to start a new relationship in the backdrop and well informed by your experiences. So that you're wiser, you're smarter, you're slower when making choices about life and especially a life partner. Okay, so I'm not going to give you all the reasons why relationships or marriages fail, but I think I've given you the fundamental ones, you know, the idea of uh, culture and the idea of uh, intelligence, the idea of sentimentalism mental disposition, the way things are seen. Some marriages fail because of faith. One person believes that they should pray. The other one believes they should play. So you're always praying. No, I want to play. No, I want to pray. I want to play. That can be a source of conflict that can ultimately cause a relationship to come to an end. Again, it's not an indictment against you. You're not a failure because this happens. You can choose another partner. You can rise again and make things right with the same partner. If both of you are willing to mature and to iron out these differences, and those differences can be ironed out when people study or when people are advised, or when people are mentored or when people are counseled. There are those in this world who know certain things that you might not know yourself. And this is why people go to school, so that you can learn mathematics, so you can learn some science. You can also study books to find out how to relate to the opposite sex, how to relate to this person that you want to get married to, how to relate to this person that you are already married to. You see, in life, ladies and gentlemen, the ones that succeed are the ones that are willing to face challenges and to overcome those challenges. The people that make it in life, whether it's in business or marriage or family or in inventions, anyone that you find that has succeeded in something, faced challenges and overcame those challenges. So facing marital challenges 
in itself would be a wonderful stepping stone towards success. If only you can find out how to deal with those challenges and how to overcome them. If only you can find out which way to go. If only you can find out how to solve problems. You see, those who solve problems are the ones that succeed in life. I said in my first episode that those who solve problems are the ones that make money. Because money always answers to the person who has solved the problem. Now, even in marriage itself, people go for marriage counseling and they have to pay money to be counseled. Why? Because they have a problem in their marriage and the one who has the answer to that problem always has to be paid some money. Unless, of course, they've cho- if they've chosen to do it. Pro bono. Okay. So, you can face these challenges. This is why I emphasize the fact that you're not a failure. You just need to find out what's going wrong and then where is the problem? Find out where the problem is and solve that problem. Now, you can solve the problem with in your current relationship or if it's completely crumbled and it has failed, you can solve the same problem within your own life as a single person. I said to you yesterday, you can evaluate. You can evaluate your own self and find out where you are going wrong. Where are you making mistakes? Where are you causing problems? And if you start solving those problems yourself, you'll be at a better position in the future to get into a new relationship. And this relationship will work this time around. But even if the second one fails, you can still learn your lessons. So that a third one can work. So just never give up in life. Life is not something you give up on. Look at how a child is born. A child is subjected to so much pressure during contractions of the mother's womb. And this child is pushed out. The head is pushed so hard. There's so much pressure against this little bundle of human destiny. And when the child comes out there faced with this cruel world and atmosphere that is so cruel. You see, they were used to swimming in the amniotic fluid. You know, the temperatures were just right. Everything was just perfect. They were just swimming and kicking and punching in there without any care in the world. But now they are outside faced with the elements. They have to emit a cry. First challenge, this cruel world. Oh my, the baby wonders. But the baby has to start straight away to face these challenges and to overcome them. The baby must breathe in. (gasps) They must gasp for air because they need air to survive in the outer world. They must gasp for it. (gasps) And sometimes nurses have to spunk them on their little derriere. They have to be spunked so that they can cry to start the process of breathing. So even breathing itself can be a challenge. The baby that breathes in and out begins to overcome the challenge of mortality. So you can also choose, you can choose to carry on in life, even if things have failed in the past. And today I'm especially talking about the married relationship. And when that marriage fails, what are you supposed to do? Do not give up and say, oh, I'm a failure. I'll never make, I'm not good when it comes to marriage relationship. I'll never make it. Don't talk like that. Don't talk negatively. Go back to the drawing board. Write down those things that you did that could have contributed to the crumbling and the failing of your marriage.
Write them down and look for answers. And those who seek for answers always get them. Don't give up. You know deep within your heart that you're a loving person. You know deep within your heart that you're a romantic person. You know deep within your heart that you love to share. You love laughter. You love conversation. You want to share your life with somebody. But things just didn't work well in the, in the last marriage. Things just didn't work well in your last relationship. And everything just crumbled. And you probably were left with such a broken heart and so much pain within your heart. Even that pain is a problem that can be solved. One of the ways to deal with problems is to forgive. And by the way, we don't forgive people because they are right. No, we forgive people so that we can disconnect ourselves from the continuous supply of pain. Continuous supply of pain is not a good thing. And forgiveness cuts off that continuous supply. Forgiveness also takes you out of the control of the person who's hurt you. Have you noticed that if you're in a restaurant having a nice, hearty meal, and somebody who hurt you appears, you immediately lose your appetite. They are controlling even your appetite. So when you forgive them, when you say, okay, I'm not going to hold you accountable anymore for my suffering in the future, you're cutting off that continuous supply of pain and you're cutting off their ability to continually control you. All right. Forgiveness as well is good for your health. Because those who don't forgive end up with certain sicknesses and diseases, broken hearts. I'll go back to the Bible again. As I mentioned to you, I'm a Christian, so I love to use the Bible as my standard. You see, the Bible says a broken heart. Yeah, a broken heart. Okay, let me put it in a different way. That a cheerful heart is good. It's like medicine. But a broken heart dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is good. It's like medicine. But a broken heart dries up the bones. Why are the bones drying up? That's what we call arthritis. So if your heart is broken over and over again, you might end up with arthritis. Secondary problems. So it's important that you forgive so that the heart of yours is not consistently and continually broken. This way you guard your bones. They don't dry up, you see. So this is why it's important to forgive. So forgiveness is one way of solving the problem of a broken heart. It is one way of solving the problem of a broken relationship, a broken marriage. And when you do, you free yourself from the hold of your former relationship. You see, one of the issues is that if you curse a past that you shared with somebody, somebody you once loved, the problem is that you bind yourself to that past and then you're predisposed to repeating it. But if you forgive and let go, then it's possible for you to start afresh without having to repeat a cyclic pattern of failing, getting into marriage and failing and getting into marriage and failing and getting into marriage and failing and getting into marriage and failing. You are freed from such a pattern if you forgive. You see, once you have done that, then it's possible for you to have a clear mind, a clear perspective on life. You see, another thing is this. People get into marriage because of desperation. They are so desperate for attention that the first person to show them attention and care is the person they jump into, into whose life they jump into. They say, okay, let's get married. Oh my goodness, this person loves me. They love me so much. I don't think I, don't think I can live without you. Don't you ever say that you can't live without somebody? Yes, you can live without them. Before you met them, you're alive, weren't you? Oh, how could I live without you? You see, romantic poets and musicians might sing songs like that, but that in itself is not wisdom for marriage or wisdom for family or wisdom for relationships. So, 
You probably were desperate for attention, desperate for love, which is another problem. Why are you desperate for these things? Because in marriage, you share, you contribute something, and your spouse also contributes another. If you're a desperado, if you're a desperate one, what will you contribute to these things? And remember, if you are not servicing something, it ultimately breaks down. You didn't service the relationship, so it broke down. But it doesn't make you a failure. It just makes you a person who was ignorant. And you can actually acquire the knowledge, the prerequisite or requisite knowledge that you need to succeed this time round. Acknowledge the fact that you are desperate for attention and say, I no longer need to be desperate for attention. I can satisfy my emotional needs by study. If you're a Christian like me, you satisfy emotional needs by worship and by prayer. And by good counsel in good companies. And again, listen to people when they give you good advice. It will always help you make the right choices. Okay. So a failed marriage, I will continue to emphasize, is not an indictment of failure upon you. It's not a sentence against you forever. You can learn your lessons. You can go back and say, I rushed into this thing. I didn't think well. I didn't give it time. I didn't give it Good thinking. I didn't think properly before getting into this thing. And all of us human beings do those things. Sometimes we make decisions that are rushed. Sometimes we make decisions that are abrupt. Sometimes we are volatile. And we are high on emotion and we don't want to take advice from anyone. Later, everything crumbles. So when that happens, go back. And after getting your wounds healed, especially through forgiveness. Yep. Then go back and find out what other contributions did you make that caused this thing to fail. Now, if you go blaming the other person, yeah, they could be wrong, but you also participated. You see, they say it takes two to tango. This is not, it's not possible for a relationship to fail just because of one person. You also contributed something. So look and see what your contributions were. If they were good, wonderful. If they were negative, change them. You have the capacity to change things. No pity party, no. Just face things as they are and confront challenges and solve your problems, okay? So a failed marriage is not a failed person. The marriage itself failed, but you are not a failure. You cannot be classified as a failure. You cannot be classified as a social misfit just because you're not married. Sometimes it's actually okay to be alone. Just enjoy yourself alone as you grow. Okay, but if you desire to be married, if you desire to get into a marriage relationship, then please take time, learn the person's culture. What is their love language? How do they receive love and how do they give love? Do they even know what love is in the first place? Because most people think that emotions are love. That if you feel great and if you feel attached to somebody emotionally or if you feel physically attracted to somebody, then you misconstrue that as love. Love is not an emotion. Love is a decision you make which produces pleasant emotions. Sometimes love can produce negative emotions. For example, if you tell off somebody who is going wrong, because you love them, their emotions are not going to be positive. They might get hurt in the process, but you're still loving anyway. In fact, the, the, the Bible, the book that I really love to refer to all the time, says that open rebuke is better than secret love. That you may love somebody secretly and you're not correcting them at all, but that wonderful book says open rebuke is better than secret love. If you rebuke them openly, openly they might get embarrassed, they might get hurt, 
but it's better than loving them secretly, you see. So it's important for you to learn people's culture. Okay, I'm just about to sign out, you wonderful people. I need you to know that I love you so very much. And that's why I'm bringing this message to you. And I'm your friend as well. Let me just give you a quick recap. If your marriage fails, you're not a failure. Why do marriages fail? Sometimes it's cultural differences, mindset issues. Sometimes there's a mental disposition. It's a sentiment, all right? The way people see things are different. Sometimes levels of intelligence. Other times it matters to do with faith. One loves spiritual things. The other one doesn't. Sometimes some marriages just break because somebody has decided that they don't want to be with you anymore. It's still not a sign that you're a failure. So you can rise up again. And stop accusing yourself falsely. Rise up again and make it again. All right, I've got to go now. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. My name is Joseph Hallon. I love you so much, so very much. Bye bye.